You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week, we will be bringing you a pub quiz style program with five rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each. We also start every episode with a bonus anagram, which will be due at the end of the episode after the answers for round five. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available at our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use as you answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go, because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 34 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Zach Katz, and I'm joined by our co-host, Kelly Sharon. Hi. As well as our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hello there. What's up, dudes? Hey, homies. So if you haven't had a chance to check out our visual round for the month of May, it's called The Lion King, and it features celebrity characters drawn by the artist Al Hirschfeld, and it's pretty cool. So head to our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, and check it out. Also, I just want to mention that I'm very excited about this episode because, as many of you know, the music rounds are my favorite rounds to put together, and this episode features two of them. There will be a mini music round for round two and a connections music round later in the episode. So I hope you enjoy it. Moving on to the bonus anagram of the week. Our bonus anagram is Elite Homo Kits, E-L-I-T-E-H-O-M-O-K-I-T-S. And the question or clue that goes along with this anagram is, what 1959 film featured both Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon dressed in drag? Moving on to round one. So round number one is called State Your Answer, and it is a general knowledge round consisting of answers that include one of the 50 U.S. states. Question number one. Originally designed as a Christmas card in 1965, the Love graphic design is one of the most iconic pieces of pop art. This graphic interpretation of four letters has been featured on postage stamps and rendered into large sculpture form. Who is the artist behind this infamous image? Question number two. The title of a 1927 song first recorded by Bing Crosby and the Paul Whiteman Rhythm Boys shares a name with a thick black and tan beer sold in a one-quart jug featuring an alligator graphic. What is this common name? Question number three. This wealthy Virginian became the first lady of the United States on her second marriage, making the president a stepfather to her two remaining children. She is the only woman, other than allegories of justice and liberty, to be depicted on a U.S. banknote featured on the rare and valuable $1 silver certificate. Who is she? Question number four. This Grammy Award-winning soul rock band is fronted by singer-guitarist Brittany Howard. This group has only released two studio albums to date, Boys and Girls and Sound and Color. Who are they? Question number five. What is the film title of the 2013 black-and-white comedy drama that starred Bruce Dern and Will Forte and was nominated for six Oscars? Question number six. 
This Beach Boys song was originally released in 1965 on their album Summer Days and Summer Nights. This song was covered by Van Halen frontman David Lee Roth 20 years later. Both versions of the song peaked at number 3 on the Billboard charts. What is the song title? Question number 7. Who is the American author and playwright behind such works as A Streetcar Named Desire and Cat on a Hot Tin Roof? Question number 8. This popular side dish consists of thick slices of squarish bread slathered with butter and garlic and broiled and browned on both sides. What is it called? We're going to give you about 15 seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one. State your answers. Question number one. The iconic love pop art design that has been featured on postage stamps and rendered into large sculpture form was created by Robert Indiana. I really like his stuff. It's pretty great. He sort of ran with the Warhol crew. Sure. Good stuff, though. Question number two. The title of the 1927 song first recorded by Bing Crosby that shares a name with the thick black and tan beer sold in a one-quart jug is Mississippi Mud. With a name like Mississippi Mud, who wants to be sober? (laughs) Y'all are young, but when I was in high school in a small town in Oregon in the 1990s, there was a lot of Mississippi Mud drinking out in the fields late at night. You've actually had it? Oh yeah, it's hearty. Ugh. I don't like the words thick and beer together. Or hearty. It is a hearty brew. It's kind of (laughs) soup of the day, if you will. Sick. Like a drinkable sludge. Oh, God. It's getting worse. (laughs) You're really selling it. Question number three. The wealthy Virginian and former first lady of the United States that has been featured on the rare and valuable $1 silver certificate is Martha Washington. Martha, Martha, Martha. (laughs) Not even the right name. (laughs) What's a a $1 silver certificate? Yeah, I've never even heard of that. It's like super old. Like there's no reason why you should have heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Question number four. The award-winning soul rock band that is fronted by singer-guitarist Brittany Howard is Alabama Shakes. I love them. Me too. So good. Question number five. The film title of the 2013 black and white comedy drama that starred Bruce Dern and Will Forte is Nebraska. The actress that played Bruce Stern's wife was June Squibb, who is like the cutest snowbird of a lady. And she was nominated for a bunch of awards for Best Supporting Actress and like was adorable as can be with her little shawls and stuff at all the award ceremonies. I think she was well into her 80s. The only thing I know about Nebraska is like in the fifth grade, I think everyone had to pick a state and do a report on it. And I picked Nebraska. The only thing I remember is that it's uh, filled with corn. Yeah. It was just like, here's my report. It's a bunch of blank pages. Just kidding. 
My report is very corny. <laughs> Shout out to my parents from Nebraska. Oh, yeah. Aw, cuties. Question number six. The Beach Boys hit song that was covered by David Lee Roth 20 years later is California Girls. He's super nasty, but I remember when this video came out because I think there was like a bunch of like total babes in French cut bikinis that were like just chilling in a hot tub in the back of a limo. Oh, classy. And I was like, whoa, I want in on that world. <laughs> oh, God. I want to be a California girl. Well, I think I wanted to be David Lee Roth. Yeah, I think you, yeah. <laughs> More than California girl. I was just like, make room for me, ladies. Surrounded by California girls? Question number seven. The American author and playwright behind such titles as A Streetcar Named Desire and Cat on a Hot Tin Roof is Tennessee Williams. I think Reese Witherspoon named her son Tennessee as well. Am I making that up? Tennessee. 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 There's some worms in our future. Coming up. I can see it. I can taste it. Just reading this question. <laughs> My mouth's watering. Question number eight. The popular side dish consisting of thick slices of toasted bread with butter and garlic is Texas toast. Yerm. Super yerm. So good. Anything buttery and garlicky is delicious. So delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I just like can't even. I can't even read this question right now. So good. <laughs> Moving on to round two. So round number two is our first audio round. This one is called Five Seconds of Summer. It is a speedy music round featuring five seconds of songs about the sunny season. And because it will go by so quick, we are going to play through it twice, allowing you extra time to write down both the song title as well as the recording artist for a half point each. And as a hint, all the song titles also are in reference to summer. So just to be clear, this round is on the season and not the Twinks from Australia. One. Two. Three. Four. Seven. 
H. Here are the answers for round two, Five Seconds of Summer. Song number one was Summer Nights by John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John from the Grease soundtrack. Song number two was Cool for the Summer by Demi Lovato. Song number three was The Boys of Summer by Don Henley. Song number four was Cruel Summer by Bananarama. Song number five was Summer in the City by The Love and Spoonful. Song number six was Summer by Calvin Harris. Song number seven was Summertime Sadness by Lana Del Rey. And song number eight was Hot Fun in the Summertime by Sly and the Family Stone. So I love that Demi Lovato song, Cool for the Summer. It has like a LGBT twist to it. And then shortly after she released it, she started dating women. Just so you know. She did take a bite. I remember Justin and I referring to the song as Lesbians for the Summer. That's the only way we referred to it because she was like, take me down into your paradise. And we were like, what paradise do you think she's talking about? Don't mind a paradise in paradise. No big deal. Oh, well, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> so oh, good. God. <laughs> so good. I think summertime sadness really uh, sums up how I feel about the sun in general. So that's one of my favorite summer songs. <laughs> same, same. Preach. This feels like very anti-LGBT, but I'm just not a Lana Del Rey fan. Whoa. Oh. Wow. Yikes. (laughs) I feel like I'm attacking my own community. (laughs) Everyone feels so offended. Sorry. This is hard. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I love that you pushed through and you came up with a round on summer, even though clearly you're a fall kind of girl. (laughs) Um... I would say the dead of winter, or I would say, like, I am <laughs> I have no adherence to any particular season because I'm indoorsy, which has made this quarantine all the more easy. Moving on to round number three. Round number three is our classic subject round. This one is called the original Roaring Twenties. We're taking a trip back to the first Roaring Twenties in this classic subject round on the arts, literature, and intellectual explosion known as the Harlem Renaissance. I feel like if theirs was the Roaring Twenties, ours is the Boring Twenties. So far. (laughs) Question number one. What popular early 20th century movement of people in the U.S. is responsible for the resettlement of many black people in the Northeast and Midwest? Question number two, exemplified in pieces like The Wary Blues by Langston Hughes, which musical genre was often paired with poetry throughout the 1920s? Question number three, 
loose-fitting suits of the era worn by young Malcolm X and deemed unpatriotic by the U.S. War Production Board were a style called what? Question number four. What movement born out of the Renaissance's racial consciousness was led by Marcus Garvey? This movement is defined as a blend between Christianity and black nationalism, establishing an independent nation or place of refuge from white supremacy and slavery. Question number five. What American-born dancer and civil rights activist went on to renounce her U.S. citizenship to become a French national and aid the French resistance during World War II? Question number six. Portrayed by actor-comedian Monique in the 2015 film Bessie, this singer was nicknamed the Mother of Blues and dressed in traditional male clothing while singing lyrics such as, I went out last night with a crowd of my friends. It must have been a woman because I don't like no men. Wear my clothes just like a fan. Talk to the gals just like any old man. Question number seven. What is the name of the official magazine of the NAACP that had W.E.B. Dubois as its founding editor and continues to publish quarterly? Question number eight. Who was the first African-American Rhodes Scholar, the so-called Dean of the Harlem Renaissance, who referred to his homosexuality as a point of vulnerability slash invulnerability, taken to mean both risk and strength. His name anagrams to like canola, L-I-K-E-C-A-N-O-L-A. We're going to give you about 15 seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Moving on to the answers for round number three, the original Roaring Twenties. Question number one. The early 20th century movement responsible for the resettlement of many black people in the Northeast and Midwest U.S. is known as the Great Migration. I feel like there might be another Great Migration in 2020 if we don't play our cards right. Hi, Canada. They won't let us in right now. Oh, no. We can't even visit. They're smart. They're on to us. They're on to our idiocy. They're making the right call. Yeah, they're making the right call. (laughs) Question number two. The musical genre that was often paired with poetry throughout the 1920s and was exemplified in pieces like The Wary Blues was jazz. Which was also actually invented by Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, Zach's husband. Am I right? (laughs) That was my understanding. Boo hiss. (laughs) <laughs> I love how you say genre, Kelly. <laughs> Do I say it No, right? can you say it again? <laughs> genre? You punch up the G, which I like, which I think is probably the right way to say it. I say genre like Zsa Zsa Gabor. Do you want to know how I say it? Yeah. I'm scared, but yes. You should be. The genre. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, no. 
Oh, God. The genre. Oh, God. Question number three, the name for the loose-fitting suits popular during the Harlem Renaissance that were deemed unpatriotic by the U.S. War Production Board were called zoot suits. I also agree that those are pretty unpatriotic and should be tossed out. Apparently they had too much uh, fabric, so they were wasteful. Oh, really? Is that the problem? Yeah. It wasn't just that they were, like, ugly and ill-fitting? <laughs> no, it was like... They thought that fabric should be going somewhere else. It should be. Also, you know there were Zoot Suit riots, right? Yeah. Can you imagine if people were riding over suits these days? Right. It's kind of reminiscent of the hammer pant riots of the 1990s. Those were wild because everybody was like, too much fabric. And then MC Hammer was like, no, I need all the room. Sorry. No, good old Mick Hammer. <laughs> Question number four. The movement led by Marcus Garvey with intent to establish an independent nation or place of refuge from white supremacy and slavery is known as Black Zionism. We will also accept Garveyism or Back to Africa. Question number five. The American-born dancer and civil rights activist who became a French national and aided the French resistance during World War II is Josephine Baker. And just a fun fact, she was openly bisexual, was the first African-American to star in a major motion picture in 1927's Siren of the Tropics, and adopted 12 children who she referred to as her rainbow tribe. Cute. Keep up, Angelina. Come on. You got six more to get, girl. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, she's rad. Yeah, she's a badass. Question number six. The singer that was portrayed by actor-comedian Monique in the 2015 film Bessie, nicknamed the Mother of Blues and often dressed in masculine clothing, was Gertrude Ma Rainey. Question number seven. The name of the official magazine of the NAACP that had W.E.B. Dubois as its founding editor and continues to publish quarterly is The Crisis. Question number eight. The first African-American Rhodes Scholar and so-called Dean of the Harlem Renaissance, whose name anagrams to, like canola, is Alan Locke. I feel like my skin also anagrams to, like canola. Um, I don't think it does, but I catch your drift. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to round number four. Round number four is our celebrity pop culture round. This one is called Initially Yours. And it is a round on famous people who have opted to go by initials rather than their full given names. Some examples would be J.K. Rowling, J.J. Abrams, or L.L. Bean. Question number one. This American actor and stand-up comedian starred in the HBO sitcom Silicon Valley and has landed several major film roles and voice acting gigs. Despite his active career, he hasn't managed to stay out of trouble and has several arrests ranging from bomb threats to sexual assault allegations and has been described as a bully and a petulant brat to work with. Who is he? Question number two. 
This American banker dominated corporate finance on Wall Street throughout the Gilded Age and has been widely credited as saving the American economy from collapsing during the Panic of 1907. Who is he? Question number three. This professional athlete won the Heisman Trophy in 1968 and was inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1985. Although he has spent many of his retirement years in prison due to several high-profile crimes, he is currently a free man living in Las Vegas and playing golf every day. Who is he? Question number four. This openly LGBT Canadian pop and country crooner has toured with longtime collaborator Tony Bennett, but scored her biggest hit in 1993 with the single Constant Craving. Who is she? Question number five. This frail but fierce, critically acclaimed English musician turned 50 last year and has released such albums as To Bring You My Love and Let England Shake. In 2013, she was appointed member of the Order of the British Empire by Queen Elizabeth II. Who is she? Question number six. This American actor has a long list of film credits, but earned his most accolades for his role in the 2014 film Whiplash for his portrayal of an abusive music conductor, earning him both a Golden Globe and Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Who is he? Question number seven. Nicknamed the King of Blues, this American musician averaged 250 performances a year in the 1950s and reportedly fathered 15 children with several different women along the way. With over a dozen Grammy Awards under his belt, this legend had an active career until he passed away in 2015 at the age of 89. Who is he? Question number eight. This British author was close friends with fellow novelist and user of initials J.R.R. R. Tolkien and held several academic positions in English literature. He wrote more than 30 books, the most well-known being the Chronicles of Narnia. Who is he? Here's a little bit of music to wrap up your answers before we move on to the answers. Moving on to the answers for round number four, initially yours. Question number one. The actor and comedian who starred in the HBO sitcom Silicon Valley and has a very sketchy record of crimes ranging from bomb threats to sexual assault allegations, yet continues to thrive in Hollywood, is T.J. Miller. Boo hiss. Didn't he get written off of Silicon Valley for being like a problem? Yeah, I think he like showed up drunk over and over again and they finally just wrote him off. Wait, is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> Don't kick me off trivia time. I'm the quiz master. For now. (laughs) 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 Sad. Question number two. The famous American banker who dominated Wall Street through the Gilded Age and is credited with saving the American economy during the Panic of 1907 is J.P. Morgan. Yay. Thank you 
Woo, money. Shmoney. Question number three. The Heisman Trophy recipient and Football Hall of Famer who has spent many years in prison but is currently a free man and avid golfer is O.J. Simpson. Cool, 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 right, guys? The juice. Wait, he's not in jail? The juice is loose. The juice is loose. I thought he was in jail for, like, Stealing Stealing his own memorabilia. Or killing people. What a guy. Question number four. The LGBT Canadian pop and country crooner with the hit song Constant Craving that frequently collabs with Tony Bennett is K.D. Lang. Question number five. This frail but fierce English musician with albums that include To Bring You My Love and Let England Shake is P.J. Harvey. I love her. Question number six. This actor who nabbed a Golden Globe and Oscar for his performance in the 2014 film Whiplash is J.K. Simmons. Question number seven. The man known as the King of Blues that reportedly fathered 15 children during his career that spanned decades and earned him over a dozen Grammy Awards is B.B. King. That's a lot of kids. Rainbow Tribe. (laughs) You definitely think B.B. King had more Grammys than kids, but you'd be wrong. Right. Question number eight. The British author who held several academic positions in English literature and wrote more than 30 books, including The Chronicles of Narnia, is C.S. Lewis. And also just a side note, when I was playing soccer in either late elementary or early middle school, our goalie was named Aslan. That's silly. (laughs) So she was named after the lion in The Chronicles of Narnia, but I've also read that the lion represents god basically because c.s lewis was like a devout christian that's amazing oh, the poor thing oh i mean yeah that's amazing yeah i had god defending that goal we had a lousy record despite <laughs> it was like a small town soccer team though it was like if you tried out you made the team there was no like hey you're not good enough it was like are you bipedal super welcome <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to round five. So as always, round five is our connection round. In this case, it is a music connection round. You will hear a series of seven seemingly unrelated song clips that are somehow connected. You will get a half point each for the song title and recording artist for songs one through seven. And the answer to number eight will be the connection. One. I stopped to see you. Mama told me when I was young, who sat beside me, my only son. Three. Four. Going faster than a roller coaster. 
five. Here are the answers for round five, our music connection round. Song number one was Walkin' After Midnight by Patsy Cline. Song number two was Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. Song number three was Back and Forth by Aaliyah. Song number four was Every Day by Buddy Holly. Every day it's getting closer, going Song number five was Be My Lover by LaBouche. Song number six was Pride and Joy by Stevie Ray Vaughan. And song number seven was Rocky Mountain High by John Denver. Rocky Mountain High. And question number eight is the connection between songs one through seven. And all of the recording artists included in this round either died in a plane crash or had band members that died in a plane crash. Yay. Ugh. What a total bummer because a lot of these artists were really talented and really great, obviously, and plane crashes are terrifying. Going back to the bonus anagram of the week, our bonus anagram was Elite Homo Kits, and the question or clue that we gave you was what 1959 film featured both Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon dressed in drag? And the answer is Some Like It Hot. Elite Homo Kits scrambles up to be Some Like It Hot. So we're like two months into quarantine and I've been waiting for my elite homo kit and it still hasn't arrived, guys. <laughs> I think they're back ordered. Zach, call them, pull some strings. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. We hope you enjoyed playing along. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or feedback. Our email is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com and our website is triviatimepodcast.com. On our website, you can find a printable PDF scoring sheet, which you can use to play along with every episode. We also have links to past episodes, monthly bonus visual rounds, exciting announcements, and more. That wraps up episode 34 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Zach Katz. I've been joined by our co-host, Kelly Sharon, and our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Thanks for listening, and thanks for playing along. Our background and answer break music this week was Pure Water by May Dawn. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California. Special thanks to Lydia, Justin, Abe, and all of our trivia buddies. Until next time.
The LGBT Canadian pop and country crooner with the hit song Constant Craving that frequently collabs with Tony Bennett is K.D. Lang. Which stands for Catherine Dawn. And if anybody's familiar with K.D., you will understand why she doesn't opt for those uh, feminine titles. It's not in her vagenre. Oh my god. <laughs> vagenre! Oh god. I can't. Goodbye. <laughs> Do you remember when she dated Alicia Haley before Alicia Haley was on the L Word, though? Do I? No, do you? Stop <laughs> it. No, I'm sorry. You guys are too young. I'm out. I don't remember. <laughs> I think I was elbow deep in Pokemon cards at that point. Oh, God. Or Pogs. Did you guys ever play Pogs? <gasps> yeah, of course. They were just like crappy cardboard circles. And it was like, no, this one's the Slammer. Yeah, the Slammers went for a pretty penny. My little sister Molly like had this rad pog collection that I was just like already getting drunk in fields and totally over. I'm like, cool, really awesome with your pogs. I'm out. I'm going to go drink Mississippi mud in a storm drain. See you later. Cool slammer. I don't need a Mississippi mud callback. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. 